Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. Here we have our economist, Andrew Pyle, joins us. Andrew, how are you doing, bud? Oh, you're too kind, John. You're too kind. <laughs> We're doing great. Uh, Andrew, uh, great to have you, of course. Uh, uh, all kinds of craziness happening right now in the economy. I don't even know where to start. Uh, you called it. You said if if things escalated in Ukraine, we're going to feel it, and we're feeling it in so many different ways right now. Absolutely, John. And and we haven't really gotten to the economy yet because we just simply don't have data that is that high frequency in right. Canada to tell us what is happening on the street. What we do know, though, is gas prices in the United States right now, highest ever at the pump, over 4 bucks a gallon. Um, so that's making the headlines. Obviously, it's a continued war, but it's a war uh, of economic threats uh, in Europe. So we now have the United States threatening uh, to cut off oil exports from Russia. In other words, they won't buy any more oil from Russia. And in retaliation, we've got Russia now, uh, as of yesterday, threatening to cut off nat gas shipments to Western Europe. So the stakes continued to get higher and higher, John, in something that, you know, a lot of people thought wouldn't happen because, you know, this is what would happen if you did invade Ukraine, and now Putin's kind of living through that. Now, one of the things that uh, didn't dawn on me, but <laughs> I don't get this stuff, but uh, these sanctions that, uh, that the Western world is putting on Russia, and Canada's sanctions in Russia as well, uh, they ultimately affect us too, because the reason they were a trading partners because there was some economy to that. Uh, so, is, are we in some ways cutting off our nose to spite our face? Well, we are in some cases, right? And I mean, think about it all the way down to the corporate level, John. The list of companies in the world that are now suspending, you know, activity in Russia, suspending sales to Russia, for example, Boeing. You know, there's no more shipments of anything to Russia. So if they have a Boeing plane in Russia that needs fixing, it ain't getting fixed, uh, or at least it's not going to get fixed with parts that they don't have. Um, so you kind of take that, and you, you obviously there's going to be an impact on the companies. It's a calculated risk because companies will argue, look, Russia is relatively small relative to the rest of the world. But you're absolutely right, John, that there are things that go into different things here um, that will make you know, we'll make up what we spend. Uh, and the prices will be impacted. You know, for example, grain exports from Ukraine. Ukraine's a massive grain exporter. Um, if you can't get grain to the market, global prices go up. And, and we've seen this in wheat. Wheat prices are off the charts, John. And ultimately, that's going to affect you and I from everything that you buy, whether it's bread or pasta mm -hmm. or anything else. So there is a trickle effect. It is a risk. The argument, obviously, is it's a calculated risk. What else can we do? Right. right. You're going to have to take this pain to try to resolve this. Yes. Um, but we will see it here for sure. Uh, you mentioned gas prices in the States. We're seeing the, the pumps getting a little crazy. Is it going to get worse? Well, potentially. I mean, Russia is out there this morning saying, uh, you know, if, if you uh, curtail your, your purchases of Russian oil, i.e. directing this to Biden, um, you know, oil could go to $300 a barrel. Now, I don't think that that will happen. Mm. I mean, oil's just over $100 a barrel right now, which, again, flipped back two years ago, John. You and I were talking about, uh, you know, this is the month that we went into the pandemic shutdown. Oil prices went negative. Right. Um, so in two years' time, we're back over $100. $300, I think, is an extreme thing. I think the one message that we would put out there, John, is that what we're seeing now, you know, these are supply-induced 
radical changes in commodity prices, gasoline, nat gas, oil, uh, metals. And they're not long-term because obviously these things will just burn out because like everything else, if I raise the price on something too much, John, you're not going to buy as much of it tomorrow morning. Uh, or maybe you don't have the wherewithal to do it because you're spending so much on all these other things. You just simply can't gas up as much. So these things will self-correct. The question is when. The other concern is just in terms of you know, where do you what do you do now with with your investments with your savings? Uh, is this a time to scurry and get out of debt? Is this a time to start expanding your operation? Well, that's a great question, John, and it's kind of like two questions at one. Because if we're going to talk about debt, uh, if somebody or you know a couple is heavily indebted right now. And there is uncertainty about what the economic future holds, maybe in terms of what their employment will look like, mm. or even just like how much how much money are we spending every month on all these other things right. that we didn't think we had to. Then I think you're absolutely right, John. You, you need to sit down and think about that. And you may want to start looking at paring back some of that debt because, you know, economic fallout from this is real. Mm. Um, in terms of the markets, however, you know, the counsel that we would give people is that, look, you know, in March of 2020, when the markets fell 35%, uh, a trillion dollars was, was taken out of the market and moved to cash. In other words, investors sold, they panic sold, and went to cash basically at, at the worst time because the markets bottomed in March and then they took off and, and we know what happened afterwards. So, you know, we would say as long as your asset mix in your portfolio is in line with where your risk tolerances are, what stage of life you're at, how old you are, um, then I think you want to try to stick to your strategy. You might be a little tactical around the side, but you know I don't think people, when they see massive market moves like this, uh, should necessarily panic sell and, and, and move everything to cash because, again, these things will ultimately get resolved one way or the other as they have through time. So stay the course with your with your investments, but maybe hang on to that car one more or two more years before you get the, a new one. Exactly. The bike looks really good when gas prices go up. So <laughs> don't get rid of the bike either. Well, or you get a fancy electric car like someone I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Andrew Pyle is resident economist with uh, Pyle Group. Uh, of course, CIBC, Wood Gundy. Uh, Andrew, folks want to get uh, more information. Uh, you have a wealth of stuff uh, on your social media and your websites. Yeah, they can always reach out to us, John, at our website. is pile-group.com. Uh, all of our contact infos there are articles that we put up weekly. Uh, and in a couple of weeks, we will be hosting our monthly conference call. Mm. Guess what we're going to be talking about on that conference call, unless, you know, magic takes place, John. <laughs> um, but they can reach out to us there and, and get information on that as well. Andrew, thanks for joining us here in Talk of the Town. Thank you, John. You have a fantastic week. Another 95.1 The Peak exclusive interview. For more discussions about your community, visit the Talk of the Town page at thepeakfm.com.